All right, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Plug with my boy Ishmael. We are, of course, wrapping or uh, recapping NFL Week 11. If you are a first-time watcher or, of course, a reincurring watcher, please make sure you like and share this broadcast. If you are on Twitter, make sure you watch it on there as well at my Twitter handle, X underscore Williams 81. And if you are on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Like I said before, we are recapping week 11. Um, Ish, we're gonna we're gonna go by this this recap a little bit quicker uh, today for week 11 because we want to get into Turkey Bowl uh, on Thursday and also the AFC and NFC playoff standings at the moment. Uh, we're gonna go straight into Thursday night football with the Cardinals and Seahawks. Unfortunately, we did not get a DK Metcalf uh, viral moment in this game, but this game pretty much went the way I expected this to go as well with the Chiefs and the Raiders, we'll talk about a little bit later on. When it comes to a team like the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, I was not expecting them to get swept by the Cardinals. Hmm, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Um, not expecting them to get swept. I actually thought the Cardinals were going to win this game. Um, but, you know, the Seahawks pulled it off either way. I felt like it could go either way. But I just thought the Cardinals really had a little bit more going into the game. Um, but, yeah, the Seahawks won the game. And it definitely changes the standings in the NFC West. So we'll have to wait and see how that division finishes up. Yes, sir. And just like you said with the standings in the NFC West at the moment, the Rams are number one, Seahawks are two, Cardinals are are at three, and the 49ers are, of course, the last seed. But even with those, even if, oh, I'm sorry, like I said last week, if the 49ers did not have all those injuries, they could be right there in the mix Man. as well. I mean, even with all those injuries, having four wins on the season, I mean, they look better than the Cowboys at the moment, so, which is which is very sad to say for the Cowboys. So. <laughs> All right, go ahead and move on with the next game, the Bengals versus the Washington football team. Um, this is one of those dumpster games we like to call throughout the week, but the big news in this game is the unfortunate injury to Joe Burrow, number one pick in the draft. Um, he had tore his ACL, MCL, and a and a couple of other pieces in his knee that is going to have to get cleaned out. Um, with the modern technology that we have nowadays, ish in 2020, compared to let's just go with 2000, literally 2010, just 10 years ago, we expect him to get back on the field. We just saw Alex Smith have to go through what he just had to go through, right? We mm -hmm. expect Joe Burrow to come back and and get back to where he's supposed to be, but it's going to take maybe a good year and a half. Yeah, definitely prayers to uh, Joe Burrow and his uh, family. The Bengals, this really sucks for them because he had been playing really well, and you wanted him to just keep getting that experience this year so that next year, you know, you guys can come out and maybe um, make a little bit of noise. But um, like you said, it could be a year, year and a half. I mean, 
another thing is once he comes back, what is he going to be like on that knee? Right. Like, is he going to favor that knee? Is it going to take him a little time mentally to get past that injury? We're going to have to wait and see. But that's the big news coming out of this game. Nobody cares that Washington won this game because both teams really aren't doing anything. But the big news is Joe Burrow and what the outlook looks like for Cincinnati moving forward. No, I definitely agree. And, and unfortunately, it's kind of like that Cincinnati curse right now, quarterback position wise. Carson Palmer, uh, you know, I pretty much had that same type of injury to him. Now, mm-hmm. Joey Burrow and with it being on his left leg, not his plant leg with his right leg. I agree with you uh, tremendously when it comes to getting over the mental hurdle of being able to stay back in that pocket once he comes back. With it not being his plant leg, I hope he's able to get over that mental hurdle a lot quicker than if it was on his plant leg. So mm-hmm. it'd be very interesting to see. Uh, of course, anybody that was a Ohio State alumni uh, sent their praise and and speedy recovery out to Joe Burrow. Of course, the guys that were on the field with Chase Young uh, and, and Terry McLaughlin and also uh, LeBron James. Even though he didn't attend Ohio State, he is an Ohio State alum at heart. So again. Prayers out to Joe Burrow. Hopefully he gets better a lot sooner. All right. Uh, NFC South matchup, the Falcons versus the Saints. Um, before I put, get my spill into it, Ish, you want to take a couple of minutes to talk about this? You know, really, I just want to hear from you because you were uh, one of the people that were pretty upset that they named Taysom Hill the starter over Jameis Winston. So uh, I really want to hear what you got to say because Taysom Hill actually performed better than I thought he was going to perform. For a long time, I have not thought that he is a true quarterback. He's a gadget kind of guy to me. Um, But he did come out. He played really well. Now, again, it's against the Falcons, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, But he did all right to win this game. So no, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, I was, I'll say this. I wasn't mad that Taysom got the starting spot. I was more confused because if you bring in a guy like Jameis Winston, number one pick overall, Heisman Trophy winner, national championship winner, you know, again, was any other quarterback with the prestige and resume like a Jameis Winston has going to a new team, you would think, again, think that he would get the, the starting spot over Taysom. Just like last year with Teddy Bridgewater, he was the one that rode this sh- that that pretty much drove the ship for the next five games until uh, Drew Brees got back and was able to go five and zero at that time. I think Taysom, just like you said, is a gadget guy. But at the end of the day, he is a football player. Watching him play reminds me of being able to go play out in the backyard during Turkey Bowl day mm-hmm. and being able to play any position you want. You know, not worrying about what the coaches have to say, not worrying about what the refs have to say, whatever it is. You're just going out and going to play football. That's what I see with Taysom Hill. I think he's a great guy on and off the field. I don't have no problems with him. My problem is, at the end of the day, is a guy like Taysom Hill, if you look at his college resume, when it comes to have not been able to complete a full season due to injury, Every year he was at BYU, he got hurt and he was not able to finish the season. I'm not talking about no turf toe or broken finger, plantar fasciitis. He had a he had an injury where his he dislocated his elbow and the muscle like tore off his off of his bone. I'm talking about like real real injuries to where I second guess like. Can you stop running around like RG three because you might end up like RG? That was my that was my concern. 
Seeing okay. him seeing him play against the Falcons, it didn't surprise me what he was able to do. He managed the game. He didn't he didn't mess it up until the end of the game where he did have a turnover, mm-hmm. but luckily it didn't it didn't tr- pretty much change the game in the Falcons' favor to win. So right now, and I'm about to look this up right quick. Right now, the Saints again look really good playing against the Falcons, and they have a favorable schedule. I'm about to bring up in a second, mm-hmm. uh, leading into. Um, leading into the playoffs, so I'll be honest with you. I think this year is a lot easier for the for the Saints to ride this ship than it was last year. And depending on how Drew Brees with these eleven ribs, I mean, we just have to wait and see. So next game they have the Broncos. The week after that they have the Falcons again. You have the Eagles week fourteen, week fifteen you have the Chiefs, week sixteen you have the Vikings. So again, I feel like they can ride this ship. Most likely they might lose to the Chiefs. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Broncos next. I think next week the Bron- that Broncos game, and we'll, of course we'll be here next week to recap it. That's going to be a very interesting game. The Broncos defense wise has been on point all season. The offense it just it comes and goes, but the defense we're going to see real quickly can Taysom Hill not can he minimize the mistakes pretty yeah. much. That's quick all. question for you. Just quick question. Yes, sir. Really go into it. Yes, sir. But, like, what do you think this says about Jameis Winston? Because if I'm a team looking at the Saints and yeah. the Saints chose to go with Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston, and last year, like you said, Teddy Bridgewater stepped in, went undefeated, so you gave the reins to Teddy Bridgewater instead of Taysom Hill. What does this say about Jameis Winston and his future? Because he signed that one-year deal with the Saints, yeah. hoping to get this opportunity like Teddy Bridgewater did, and the opportunity has come, and they passed him up to go with Taysom Hill. So if I'm a team looking at this, I don't know. I don't know. No, that's a great question because I actually talked to Adrian Lunsford about this a couple of days ago when it comes to talking about Jameis, and he brought up a great point. Some quarterbacks are just meant to be backups, and that's okay. You know, it's everybody can't be a starter because sometimes when those lights are bright, some guys just – I'll give you a great example. Kirk Cousins. Like – why do we why do we keep trying to make this guy into something that he's not? He's not Captain America. He's he's Captain Kirk from Star Trek, okay? Some people think he is. Sit his ass down in a chair somewhere and beam me up, Scotty, whenever it's time to, to come in for the four quarter garbage time. That's when I need to bring Kirk Cousins in. But same with Jameis. I if you look at the Florida State makeup of that team, you know, Kelvin Benjamin, you know, Jimbo Fisher, you, you had a, a lot of good guys around that Florida State team. And then even with the Bucks, again, you had some good pieces, but like a lot of people would say, if you just cut half of those interceptions from 30 to 15, that Buccaneers team might look a little bit different. So, yeah. I man, I, we just have to wait and see how the landscape of, yeah. of NFL looks next year because I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's a backup somewhere. Okay. So, we'll see. All right, Steelers and Jaguars. This game pretty much went the way that it probably should have went on paper. Um the the question that they have on ESPN right now is asking, what's going to happen first? The Steelers lose a game or the Jets win a game? I'll ask you that. Mm, that's a tough one because the Jets, I gotta look at what their remaining schedule is before I just, you know, knock them out. Although it it really doesn't matter, I think, because they're just that bad. Um, but I don't want to completely disrespect them. You want so, me to you want me to bring up the Jets schedule for you right quick? I'm pulling it up right All right, now. No All right, so they got the Dolphins, the Raiders. They've got um, 
Seahawks, Rams, Browns, and the Patriots. Yeah, uh, that look that looking real 16 ish. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with um the Steelers gonna lose before the the they win the game because I, it, it doesn't look like they'll win a the game this year. They may luck up and get one, but I just don't see it. Yeah, and the one to be completely honest, if if I don't see them beating the the, the Dolphins. They might luck up and beat the Browns, and I honestly doubt that. That's the only team. That's the I, only I, team. No, 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 no. It's Week 17. It's the Patriots. I really think – I'm serious. I, I think that they could probably look. It's a divisional game. Last week of the season, Patriots ain't going to the playoffs. Again, I could see that being one of those lucky little wins that they would pull off by two or three points. Yeah, one of those gotchas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, All right. I don't think that – I think the Jets going 0-16. But I think yeah. the Steelers will lose a game first before, oh, before yeah. the Jets win one. And I was going to say with that being this upcoming Thursday, and again, we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. Um, but other than that, is there anything you want to say about this game? No. All righty then. Neither do I. <laughs> All right. Titans versus Ravens are, would you like to say, the Oilers. And I would like to get into this uh, game because, as you can see, Ish has a very big smile on his face because he picked – the Tennessee Oilers to win this game, I did not because I'm I'm realistic and seeing the scouting report, you can make that face all you want to. Seeing all the seeing the scouting report and seeing how all the people that we had on both sides of the ball missing, I was very skeptical going into this game because again, if you have five starters on defense missing, one of the starters haven't played in eleven all season, all eleven weeks. Uh, you have three of our five offensive linemen out for the season. I mean, out for this game. It's very hard for me to have faith in this team going into this game because we let up on a opportunity the week prior to against the Colts. So that's why coming into this game, the Titans are not. I watched this team for twenty some years. Y'all are not gonna do this to me, okay? Y'all are not about to get my hopes up high. Y'all not gonna do this. And then coming to the Colts next week and lose, we're not gonna do this. So I'm neutral right now. I'm gonna. I'm, I don't care that we. I, I would rather us lose. I would rather us lose this week so we can come back and play the Colts and beat the Colts. That's what I would rather us do. Oh my gosh! Here we go. Here we go. Like my man said, uh, I did pick the Oilers to win because I knew what was gonna happen. Uh, Lamar Jackson, for some reason, just can't get past them. Uh, it don't matter how many injuries they have, what it had to do with. Mike Rabel, for some reason, always gets this team up to play against the Ravens. And they did that. They came through. They won this game. It is a big game. As much as you downplaying it, it's a big game for playoffs because last week the Oilers were not in the playoffs. This week they are in the playoffs because they beat the Ravens. And a tiebreaker moving forward, if they do happen to lose to the Colts coming up this week, this will be a big game that we'll look back on and we'll say, this is the reason why they made it into the playoffs, because they beat the Ravens. So for the Ravens, if you're a Raven fan, this is not a good time for you because you're on the outside looking in. It's only going to continue to get rough. You got the Steelers um, coming up on Thursday. You're not going to beat the Steelers. So, I mean, y'all really need um, Lamar Jackson to do something. He's got to turn it around. Um, not that he's playing poorly, but he's got to take over. MVP Lamar Jackson need to come out. Yeah, and at the moment, the Ravens in that division has slipped down to number three behind the Browns. Mm-hmm. And like you said, last week, the Ravens were in the playoffs. Now the Browns have jumped them, and they are technically in the playoffs in the AFC at the moment. We all know six more weeks of football, so all that would change. Mm-hmm. But like you said with the Ravens, and I'm about to bring up their schedule as well uh, moving forward because – 
I'm a little worried about the Ravens because when you shut down that running game, that's it. You know, it's kind of hard to really have faith in the Ravens because, like we said since day one about having Lamar Jackson, great athlete, just not a legit quarterback in the pocket. That is what we are scared and worried about. Uh, they have the Steelers in week 12, Cowboys week 13, uh, the Browns week 14, Jacksonville week 15, the Giants week 16, and uh, the Bengals week so it's 17. it's not that rough. It's not, it's that not rough at all. Once you, once you get it. past, yeah, once you get past that Thursday night game, to be completely honest, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they could string off 4-1. Four, they, four they can they can go 4-1, 5-0. Oh. They I really think, could. I think the game that's going to be important is week 14 against the Browns. It's, it's the Browns. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree. But outside of that, it, I expect you to beat the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals. So that Browns game is going to be it. I definitely agree, and to be honest, let's be real. It's not important just for the Ravens. It's important for the Browns as well because we keep on trying to throw them throw them to the wayside and say that they are not legit and they're not real, and they keep on showing us that they I'm are the ugliest 7-3 and three team at I'm the moment. There. I'm getting there at I'm, I'm, I believe, of course, in the Titans a little bit more than the Browns, but I will say if Bake – losing Odell Hurts, if they would have been able to, to keep – Odell, I would look at them a little bit differently just because you have an extra weapon. That's all. Just because you have an extra weapon. But I'm worried about them because if you can double Landry and you can shut down the run, mm-hmm. can Baker win you the game? That's the question I think the Browns are going to have to figure out moving forward. Okay. That's that's all. All right. Patriots versus Texans. Um, of course, old coordinator against his uh, former team with Romeo Cornell playing against his uh, or coaching against his former um, disciple with Bill Belichick. I expected the Patriots to come in and run the ball and do it against the worst, literally the worst rushing team in the NFL. The worst. Or de- I'm sorry, rush, rushing defense, I'm sorry, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like the Texans, see what happens when you open up that roof from time to time? It's just like when you go down, you know, when you when you're in Houston, you're riding down with the top down, you're feeling good, you got the sun beaming on you, you know, you're playing these old school nineties Houston jams, and that's what happened with the Texans. They took they put the top down, they playing some swang and bang, you feel me? They was out here doing the thug thizzle. Great game by Deshaun uh Deshaun Watson and the rest of the crew. But let's just be real. I mean, that's just it's it's one game. It's good. But Texas ain't really going anywhere. But it just shows how great Deshaun Watson is. Uh, and that, that's all I was getting to. Um, it shows how great Deshaun Watson is. I mean, to be doing what he's doing this season with a, such a poor team, I mean, this guy has come in and just had a career year that nobody's talking about because the team is that bad. But he is having a career year and, I mean, doing his thing. And it just makes you scratch your head at the Texans organization to sit there and think like, bro, when Dabo Sweeney came out and said, this is going to be the Michael, the Jordan, Michael Jordan of football, Michael yeah. Jordan of football. Right. I mean, when Deshaun Watson is having this, having this kind of year with this poor of a team, you got to kind of wonder to yourself, had he gone to a better organization, could we be looking at somebody that we would be talking about a lot, like up there as one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now? I mean, I don't know, but I think you have to wonder because 
really he's not getting the spotlight that he should get because of this organization. And I think it is an indictment on this organization, at how poor they are, how horrible they have always been, and how they will continue to be mediocre until Cal McNair decides to do something about it. I a thousand percent agree. Ish, you will not get a, an argument from me. Um, let's just be real. We live in Houston. We lived in Houston for a long time, and we know how Houstonians are when it comes to their sports. Uh, they love it, no matter if they own sixteen or sixteen and zero. And that's the benefit that Calmanier has when it comes to. There's no point in me selling if I'm going to be able to make a profit, and you guys go eight and eight. You know, winning the uh, AFC South title. You know, it's a, it's a win for me. But when you have, like we just talked about, this is not this is not a, a good quarterback. This is a generational quarterback. That's what Dabo Sweeney is talking about, Michael Jordan of, of football. And you're not letting him be like a Patrick Mahomes. You're not letting him be like an Aaron Rodgers. You're not letting him be like a Russell Wilson. It's it's just very, it's what we, like we talked about since day one. It, you're, you're literally watching this guy's career go to waste with an organization like this. And I am happy for Deshaun that he signed that four-year deal. Because once he gets done, he can get up out of here, and nobody in Houston is are, are going to is going to be mad at him or oh, not at or have a problem with him wanting to seek other places to go play because he's done whatever he, he did everything he needed to do for this city for this community, and I hope wherever he goes next, he wins multiple Super Bowls. One hundred percent agree. Yes, sir. All right, Eagles and Browns. Now, before we get into this game, is I just want to give a quick ha to the Eagles and their organization because Carson Wentz needs to sit his ass down somewhere. Please. Like, like, please go sit your ass down somewhere because the only people that believe. Now, I, you know what? You just brought up You just brought up uh, Deshaun Watson, right? If Deshaun Watson was playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, how would the Philadelphia Eagles look right now? Man, way better. Wow, we. I mean, they would have run away with this division, been gone. Now I got a question. What about all the other? What about all the injuries? What about you know this person hurt? This person don't catch the ball or this or that? I hear a lot of that from Eagle fans saying, "Oh well, we can't do that." Y'all got y'all playing in the worst division. Y'all can, y'all can't even win the division right now. Y'all can't even beat people in the division. Y'all can't even beat people in the division. Like, y'all want to claim to be the best team in that division. You can't even beat the other people in the division. And for people that don't know the division records right now for the NFC East, I went ahead and put that down. Eagles 3-6-1, Giants 3-7, Cowboys 3-7, and and the Washington football team 3-7. So that means after 11 weeks of football, these four teams have a grand total of 12 wins on the season. 12 wins. Uh, Combined, all four of y'all. 12 wins. Off all three of them plus one. Yeah, I, I. This used to be one of the greatest divisions in football history with all four of these, especially when we were in high school. I mean, the, the matchups was insane in FC East, and now it's just like we nobody. I mean, I they literally look like the the AFC East right. I'm sorry, AFC South at the moment. Um, worse than that. I mean, they they yeah. don't even. I don't even really like to talk about them. Really, in this game, all I want to talk about is how um, Browns. I'm gonna have to. I'm. I semi respect y'all now. I'm not gonna call y'all imposters anymore. 
I am still. You you okay at seven and three? You are okay. You you had a pretty easy schedule, I think, but you're okay at seven and three. Um, that two headed monster y'all got in that backfield. That's the only reason why y'all are where y'all are at right now. Baker Mayfield. I still think you're gonna choke it all away. So that's the only reason why I'm like, mm, I don't know about y'all because Baker Mayfield is still the quarterback of this team. Um, if he can manage it though, they can make some noise. Like I always say with the Oilers. Let me just be fair. I always say with the Oilers, they are a team you want to be scared of because of the way they run the ball. Mm-hmm. The Bears are, um, the Browns are going to end up being a team that people are going to be scared of because of the way they run the ball. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, my goodness, man, they are killing it back there. And so every team that it has the Browns moving forward, you're going to have to figure that out. If you can stop them, I think you're going to win the game because I don't trust Baker Mayfield, especially with Odell out. I don't trust him to make the plays like that. But if you can't stop the run, good luck. Good luck. Gonna have, it's going to be a long night for you. Man. I agree. I agree. All right. Lions versus Panthers. Um, Very disappointed in this game. Very disappointed in this game because. Oh, yeah. You picked the Lions, didn't you? I, well, the main reason why. The main reason why. is not that I don't have I don't have faith in P.J. Walker. I was right here in Houston and watched P.J. Walker play for the uh, Houston Roughnecks. It's not that at all. I love P.J. Walker. Mm-hmm. I just. I. I'm st- I still don't know how to make out this this Panthers team. You know, I I don't. Sometimes there some weeks they're good, some weeks they they fall off. Same thing exactly with the Lions. Like that's the reason why I picked the Lions because if you come into me coming into this game, I am Matt Stafford. I'm coming to this game thinking that you know Teddy Bridgewater is not playing. They are this this Panthers team is not really that good on both sides of the ball, and you don't score a point. Put up that donut. They put up that donut. Ish. Matt Stafford is a guy that people, I'm talking about fans, will talk about all the time and say, Matt Stafford is this. Matt Stafford is that. Matt Matt Stafford hasn't done nothing in his NFL career. To prove to me that Matt Stafford has deserved $100 million as a quarterback. You had probably one one of the better wide receivers in NFL history and still ain't do nothing. You know, I don't blame something. And a couple years ago, I don't blame Matt Stafford for the whole Jim Caldwell situation. That's the Lions organization on them. But most likely, Matt Patricia will be fired this year. Oh, he. Uh, oh, okay, and then okay. That game. We know why. But anyways, and then most likely at the end of the year, if you're going to have to start over with a new head coach, Matt Stafford, you are in what year twelve? Like year eleven? Like it's. Matt, you, I mean, if I'm the Lions, you got to, something has to, something has to give. If I'm Matt Stafford, please get me out of here. Yeah. I, but I, the Lions as an organization are not going to let him go because he is the marquee player to, you know, to bring fans into the stands. So I understand business-wise why the Lions are not going to do it, but it's just so disappointing having to watch the organization. I mean, I don't even really want to get on the Lions because they're horrible. We knew they were horrible before. Matt Stafford somehow finds a way to help them win the games here and there. But I did not choose them because of how inconsistent they are. And because I do think that I would say the Panthers are probably one of the better teams that have are down here at the bottom of the league because 
they have played well in a lot of games and they've just been unlucky. Not to mention they didn't have Christian McCaffrey for most of those games they've lost. So it's like they're a good team. I think they're a really good team. I think that they've just been unfortunate this season. And I think they're learning how to win with this new coach. But P.J. Walker, can I just say this? I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater fan. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater is great. I'm happy he got this opportunity. But after watching that game, even with the two interceptions, when Teddy Bridgewater come back, I want P.J. Walker to start. I'm just going to say it right now. I know he threw two picks in the in the red zone, like in the end zone as they were going in. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm, that kind of hurts you a little bit. But if you watch that game, the way he was slaying that rock around and the arm strength he was displaying, I mean, if you're a Panthers fan, you really got to look at that game and be like, if we get this guy more reps, could he potentially show us what he showed in the XFL? I think so. I think that he has been around long enough and he's learned from, like they said, uh, uh, Andrew Luck and stuff. He's learned from some of those guys enough that I think he could potentially do it. Teddy Bridgewater, just for me, doesn't take the kind of shots that um, P.J. Walker took in this game. And that's the only reason why I say I think P.J. Walker might need to take it. You think Teddy is more of a throwback quarterback when it comes to making sound completions, making sound throws, and not messing the game up. P.J. Walker is more of a, I want to say gunslinger, but he'll take more chances. He'll take oh, more yeah. risks. And if he throws an interception, hey, it is what it is. We can go on our next drive, and I'll, and I'll throw that same pass again. And he's going to sling, sling it again. Like, I agree. That's the kind of quarterback he is. I and agree. I think – I think you kind of need that when you're a team like the Panthers, where it's not like you have one of the better offensive, like you don't have the best offensive weapons. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you can rely on a game manager to just say like, Oh, go in there and just manage this game and don't lose it for us. I think you kind of need that guy that's going to help, you know, make one or two explosive plays that that, I got you. And I, and I think that's why they lost some of those games with Teddy Bridgewater because he's so safe. I think with with PJ Walker in there, you might win some of those games because he takes that shot that you're like, I mean, if it works, you're like, oh, man, that's a big shot. And if it doesn't work, you're like, dang, why he throw that ball? But at the same time, like, you don't know. So um, I got you. It's that's why I think he should start, but we'll see. I doubt he will. I think Teddy Bridgewater going to get it. The money they gave him, he's going to get it, but okay. Now I'm looking over the Panthers' schedule right quick, and I just wanted to see their losses because, like you said, they, they play really hard, but – just like the Chargers on the West Coast, they seem to lose games by one score. And again, looking at this Panthers schedule, the only two blowout losses that they have are to Tampa Bay. And they're by 14 points or more. Other than that, they lost to the Raiders by four, lost to the Bears by seven, lost to the Saints by three, lost to the Chiefs by two, lost to the Falcons by eight. So, you know, it's not like they're getting their butts killed. They, they're, they're in the game. Just can't fit, you know, like we talked about with teams, uh, learning how to win. Yep. You know, learning how to win. This is what this team doing. Next week they have the Vikings by week, week 13, 14, the Broncos, 15, the, the Packers, 16, the Washington football team, and they ended with the Saints. Uh, let's get into these comments right quick. Greg, checking out on YouTube. Thank you very much. Should the Lions get a quarterback in the draft or in, he said, or in free agency next year? Good question. Mm, I mean, I don't think you're going to get a draft. I don't think you're going to be at a spot in a draft where you're going to be able to get a quarterback that you would say, if we draft this guy, he's the heir apparent to mm-hmm. Matt Stafford because it'll be an awkward spot in the first round. So you're probably going to have to get one in the later rounds. Mm-hmm. And 
it depends on this quarterback class. I haven't done too much research into it, but I don't know that you got a guy in there that you really feels the heir apparent. Free agency, you're not going to get one in free agency because you got Matt Stafford, right? So the only thing is if they are willing to trade Matt Stafford and potentially go pick up like a veteran in free agency to be the gap, um, I think you do that. But I don't think they're going to because, again, they have to find a guy in the draft that they like enough to say – you know, this is our heir apparent. Maybe we trade Matt Stafford, get some more picks, and then we bring in a veteran to kind of teach this guy as we get – like a Ryan Fitzpatrick in Miami. Maybe you get a Ryan Fitzpatrick from Miami and then hope that he come up to Detroit and tutor your guy until he's ready to go. But I just don't see them being in a spot to make that decision. I 100% agree. Uh, the top three, three quarterbacks right now going into the next draft is, uh, of course, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and the quarterback from North Dakota State, uh, I want to yeah. say Fields, or not Fields, uh, uh, Trey Lyle, I can't remember his name off the yeah, top of my head, like but um, supposed, supposed to be one of the better quarterbacks, haven't thrown a pick in his college career. Uh, I'm still skeptical of on him because, and again, I'm not using Carson Wentz as an example, I'm just saying, when you play in that type of level of football unfortunately you don't play excuse me the level of competition on a week in and week out basis compared to guys that are playing the sec so some of those guys in sec are already nfl ready coming to the nfl and some guys coming from conferences like that have to get better year in and year out and by year three they're finally on they're finally where they need to be so um i will say this what about somebody like pj walker Maybe coming in and filling a role back up to to step to I'm um, sorry Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford might get hurt next year. You can fill in if you can fill in for him and win a couple of games. The Detroit faithful might love you and want to move on. Who knows? Um, the Panthers aren't gonna let PJ Walker go. We don't know that. The head coach. We there, don't know that. The head coach there is the coach that coached him in college. In college you're correct. I think that he really likes PJ Walker. I think that. I think there's going to be some discussion about whether or not P.J. Walker, if Teddy Bridgewater can't, can't play next week and P.J. Walker comes out and he does this again, mm. um, I think there will be some discussions in Carolina whether mm. or not he should take And there play. will also be some discussions on here on the sports plug that happened as well. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. cannot wait to talk about that. Good, good. I, I like that dish. I like that. All right, Jets and, uh, Jets and Chargers. Um, of course, another L for the Jets. Nobody was really uh, – expecting the Jets to do anything in this game. Um, are there any lowlights or highlights you want to speak upon on this game? Because I'm just got none. Justin Herbert um, had a wonderful game. I mean, amazing game. Uh, although it was against the Jets, it was a great game. Also a big win for Anthony Lynn. You've been talking all the, um, all year about, you know, what will his record be? And if his record is too low, you know, will they get rid of him? This is a big win for that to help him stay, you know, in a respectable range. So um, yep, good, old, good old three wins. Hey. If they had lost to the Jets, I could I would have started. Woo, I, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not saying I love Anthony Lynn. I think oh, he's yeah. a great coach. I don't th- want him to get fired. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying I see the writings on the wall. That's what I'm worried about with the Chargers organization. Yeah. I hope they give him another year to be able to ride this ship. Now, next year, hey, if you go whatever, hey, it's on you. But when we see guys like an Adam Gase, mm-hmm. a Matt Patricia, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Joe Judge, you know, certain guys that are allowed certain leashes to lose. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, well, if you look at the pieces around you, again, like like the Detroit Lions, you have a – some people think Matt Stafford is a future Hall of Famer. 
I don't, but some people think so. You have another future Hall of Famer running back, mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson. I'm not saying he's 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 28 now, but I'm just saying you have veteran guys on that offensive side. Defensive side of the ball, you have some pretty decent guys as well, too. And you had some guys last year, like Darius Slay, that felt some type of way, apparently, with your coaching that wanted to leave. So there are some things going on in that Detroit locker room organization that we might not know about, but I just feel like it's, it, it's very disrespectful to me that we put up certain people's resumes and a bl- we could do we could do a blind taste test. You know, you drink you drink a Coke or you drink a Pepsi and you say you like whatever, right? We put mm-hmm. these resumes up of coaches and people say, oh, yeah, that coach is better than that coach. Well, that might be true, but why is that coach not fired? Or why is that coach not a coordinator anymore? Why is that coach not this, that, and a third? It just makes you scratch your head. I'll give you another great example moving on to the next topic. Mike Tomlin. 14 mm-hmm. years in the NFL, in the NFL, zero losing seasons, won, won a Super Bowl. But for some reason, people still have question marks about him. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it ish, but hey, it is what it is. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Dolphins versus the Broncos. I don't know why you're smiling so hard. Uh, but this is one of those games that I'm very disappointed in in the Miami Dolphins. Because mm-hmm. this was the chance, and I, I don't know why you're smiling because I said what I said, and I'm going to keep it, double down on it. The Miami Dolphins are winning the AFC East. I'm going to say it again on the sports plug, but I am disappointed and hurt that they lost to the Broncos because this was your opportunity to tie with the Buffalo Bills first place in the AFC East. We're going to go ahead and bring that. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. I, I know I know why you're doing that. I know why you're doing that. Anyways, this was your opportunity to tie with the Buffalo Bills. And then we were able to see that Week 17 matchup with the Bills and the, and the Dolphins for the division. But now you've, you put yourself a game behind with six weeks left to go. I'm worried. I'm worried because uh-huh. Tua, Tua got hurt. They said that's why they, they pulled him out, not because of performance. That's what Brian Flores said. I'm just laying, sure. I'm just, I'm just sure. repeating what Brian Flores said. Mm-hmm. He is he is expected to be the starter next week. So, with that being said, are the Broncos ready to make the second half? I'm sorry, the Dolphins. I'm sorry, are the Dolphins ready to make the second half push to try to get them a play? I'm not. I'm sorry, not a playoff spot, but to win the division. Mm, jury's still out on that um i'm not gonna say yay or nay but i will say that i did i did say this last week um when you were bringing up uh Tua and the dolphins you were saying like oh they're gonna win they're gonna beat the bills so on and so forth and i was like i want to see now that the pressure has kind of shifted on them and they are no longer these underdogs and people are starting to talk about them you know making some noise and winning some of these games i want to see how they play um moving forward and sure enough they come out the next week and what do they do they lose to a team that if you are the team that people are starting to claim you are you should win this game there's yeah. no reason why you should lose to the broncos and yeah. it lost so to me it only helps to emphasize what my fear is for this team I think this team plays really well when they're the underdog. I think this team plays really well when they feel like their back is against the wall and it's them versus the world. I don't think they play well as a favorite because I think that's not their identity. I think their identity has been, you know, nobody counting, like everybody's counting us out. Let's go prove the world wrong. And as soon as you become that team that people are expecting to win these games now, 
you folded against the Broncos, which that's not even a really good team. They're okay, but they're not really good. So, and into a being pulled as well doesn't look good. Um, so, I, I mean, we'll wait and see. I'm not going to say that they are not going to make the playoffs or possibly, you know, challenge the Bills. I still think that they might. Um, but this is just helping to make me lean more towards saying they need to wait till next year. They need another year. No, I, I definitely understand. And again, like my Titans watching the Dolphins play is kind of the same way when it like last year when it comes to man, you can pull off a win that you're not supposed to get. Then all of a sudden you play a team that you're supposed to beat and you have one of those uh oh games and now everybody looking at you like, Oh, there you go, same old Titans or the same old Dolphins. Like that is what I'm ready for the Dolphins to do as and make that next move. Now, the next two games, they have an opportunity to to get back on track. They play the Jets next week. They play the Bengals the week after that. Week 14, you play the Chiefs. That's a big game. Mm. Week after that, you play the Patriots. Mm. Week after that, you play the Raiders. Ooh. To end the season, you play the, the Bills. So, if you – if hey – Dolphin fans and Dolphin faithful, if we want, if you guys want us to take y'all seriously, these the last three weeks of the, I'm sorry, last four weeks of the season in December, that's when it's going to come down. Especially being a warm weather team, we talked about this before. Um, it, it's going to be real interesting to see these guys having to go play in the cold and and see these guys having to pretty much put themselves in position to win the division. Oh, they got they got to win the next two weeks. Hands yeah. down, they yeah. must. You got win to. You got to. They got to. You got to. All right, Cowboys versus Vikings. Looks like the Cowboys want to show up just a little bit uh, uh, on Sunday and and pull off an, a much needed win to actually stay in the divisional race in the AFC East. I'm sorry, the NFC East. Horrible. Anyways, um, I'll ask you this: This game, who does it show more about the the Cowboys or the Vikings? Um, uh, as much as I hate to say it, it shows more for the Cowboys than it does the Vikings. Um, the Vikings offense didn't play poorly. They played okay. Um, Kirk Cousins did all right. Um, he just didn't find a way to win it. Um, the defense really kind of let the offense down because the offense for a while, they were going back and forth. The, um, Cowboys and Vikings went back and forth for a little while. Um, so it just says more for the Cowboys that if they're able to somehow hang in these games and find ways to win them, you know, being the division being as bad as it is, you think they might actually be able to beat some of these teams in their division to maybe win the division. I mean, because you can't really look at the Eagles and say the Eagles are going to beat the Cowboys. You can't really look at the Giants and say the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys. You can't look at the Washington football team and say that either. So being as close as this division is because all the teams are as bad as they are. Um, the Cowboys proven that they could hang with the Vikings and potentially win and win that game. You just have to look at them a little bit different moving forward, because if they play some of these teams that they should be or should be close and they find ways to win, they could run, they could win the NFC East. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, they, and they can. And, and that would, <laughs> you know, what's crazy about that. Does that show it, it talk about this on first take, I, th- I think on Monday, does this show Mike McCartney's coaching no, expertise to, to 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 bring them to bring them together and ride the second half and come back and win six games and 
win the division? Does this show how good of a coach Mike McCartney is? No, I think he should still go. I still think he should go. I mean, because I think I expected more from even with Dak Prescott getting hurt, you expected more from the Cowboys. I agree. And and also two things before we go on to the next topic. First, shout out to our friend Otis, who said Andy Dalton wasn't going to do anything with the Cowboys. 203, three touchdowns and one interception. Hey, that's, that's a win. That looked like a win to me. Mm-hmm. And second question, who had the better catch? Adam Thielen's one-handed catch in the back of the end zone or mm. CD's lamb two-handed diving catch mm. with the adjustment? I think CD. I like the CD catch because I think that's a real tough adjustment there. I, now, speaking both receivers that have played wide receiver, we've seen Adam Thielen's catch made a hundred million times in oh, practice yeah, yeah, in yeah. the game, and I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why that catch was so remarkable because that I'm I, maybe we're, I'm by I don't know, but I'm just like I've seen that catch made. I can make that catch in my sleep with my hands on my balls. Like it's not even anything hard that he did but that cd lamb the cd lamb catch the way that he was able to adjust and that then when he adjust, the then when he adjusted if you look at it again he, he actually used his right foot to push and extend himself to be able to make that catch i think that was a very underrated catch that he made i agree i agree that adjustment is not easy for people who are from the outside looking in if you never played the position you think that making that adjustment and catching that ball should be easy mm-hmm. it is not it is hard to track the ball like that it's hard to get your body in a position to make that catch mm-hmm. that's why i think for me that's just harder because of everything that goes along with that catch it's not just the fact he caught the ball it's everything he did in preparation to get there and make that play i agree i agree all right let's go ahead and get on to the next topic packers versus colts this was a little shocker here a little shocker depending on who you are of uh, you know fandom wise, if you mm-hmm. was a Colts fan, you was probably expecting this. You was expecting to beat the Packers. If you was a Packers fan, you was like, "What the hell's going on? We we wanted to beat the Colts. We expected to beat the Colts." But I, th- I think this was a game that showed a little moxie for the Colts. You know, for them to for them to come in and win this game and whatnot at home, take care of business, and then you have next week another divisional foe to play against at home again. Mm-hmm. I again with the Colts. Hey man, if if you could beat the Titans, beat the Packers, and beat the Titans again, I'm going to have to put my hands up and say, hey, they are the favorite in the AFC South to move forward. Uh, I 100% agree. This game put uh, put not only the league, but put me on notice uh, as well, because if the Colts are able to beat the Titans, I will at that point put my hands up, say, yes, um, Philip Rivers, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You you got it. You're going to win the AFC South um, because I do think that they've been kind of sneaking along, sneaking along, sneaking along. And I do think that this game against the Packers, I think last week's Thursday night game kind of put the league on notice. But this week against the Packers definitely put the league on notice. Like Philip Rivers and the Colts, they may have something here. Um, and if they are able to come back this week and beat the Titans, oh, for sure. I'm putting my hands up. Yeah, they won. Um, they won the AFC South. Um, the Oilers, I don't know, man. Y'all going to make me a little bit scared at that point. Um, but, yeah, this was a really good game. Uh, can't believe it went to overtime. Um, and the Packers didn't find a way to win it. But whatever. Um, it is what it is. It's just another game, I think, for the Packers. But mm-hmm. for the Colts, this was a big one. Yeah, the Packers got the NFC North um, division wrapped up for the most part. They're pretty much just vying for it. NFC seeding. Um I don't. I, I think you know they'll go back rewatch the tape, but I don't think they really hold too much weight on this game, especially with them not even being in the same conference. Yeah, you know it is what it is. They move on. But for the Colts, I, I really do think this is one of those games where you have to put you know putting your 
put in your front pocket. Be like, look what we did. You know, mm-hmm. we, we was able to put everything together off uh, offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, and special teams and win a big game. All right, Sunday night football, Chiefs versus Raiders, another good game. And like we talked about, like I talked about before, with the Raiders beating the Chiefs, which I actually called uh, week seven earlier in the year because I just felt like matchup wise, the Raiders were going to, you know, do what they needed to do against the Chiefs that first game. This game, because of who Patrick Mahomes is, I knew that he was not going to allow the Chiefs to get swept by the Raiders. But I will say this. The Raiders have definitely woken me up because I'll say this. If Derek Carr is able to play like he played, not just last night, but also in week seven, the same way, for some reason, they can they play that way against the Chiefs. Now, maybe because they just hate them or division rivals or want to show everybody in the NFL that they can play with them. I don't know. But if we need y'all to do this every other week, if you do this every other week, I think everybody in the NFL will take y'all so much more seriously. And I will say this. This year, with John Gruden doing what he do with the Raiders, it has definitely made me sit back and say, you know what? John Gruden was the perfect hire for the Raiders. He embodies everything what the Raiders and Raiders uh, Nation is and all that stuff. And if I am somebody that is an AFC team fan, might have to be scared and worried about the Raiders in the next two or three years. Potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first off, I'll say hats off to the Raiders. Uh, they did play this game really well. Like you said, for some reason against the Chiefs, they just hate us enough that they want to come out and play uh, really well against us. If they would take that and bottle it up and find a way to use that against other teams, maybe that we would be talking about them being a contender. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, they don't do this consistently against other teams. That's why I'm still like, mm, yeah, maybe potentially, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, once again, Patrick Mahomes and that offense and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, the geniuses that they are, they came out with new wrinkles against the Raiders. We saw some really nice trick plays. Um, Travis, Kel- Travis Kelsey Wildcat with the, with the Patrick man. Mahomes scoop. I like that. I like yeah. that. It was, they are they are getting into playoff form now. Yep. I think that mm-hmm. offense is really starting to turn it around and get in playoff form. Tyreek Hill had a big game. I mean, so many catches going. Could, well, hold up, hold up. Forgot about one more person. Hmm. We finally got a Le'Veon Bell sighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Le- we Le- finally Le- got a Le'Veon Bell sighting. I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. He got he got the most touches he's uh, he's had since he's been with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did score a touchdown. So um, I mean, it was a big game all around on that offensive side. The defense um, they didn't perform as well as I'd like to see them perform. But like you said, Derek Carr was throwing the ball around and doing some things. So um, we'll have to wait and see. This game really didn't do anything for me as far as like playoff outlook, mm-hmm. um, and, like saying like, oh yeah, the Raiders going to really contend or anything like that. Um, but it was a good game. I like that we had a good game on Sunday night game. NFL, I agree. No, I agree. Games and less of the other ones. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And we are getting into the terror. We are, I think, not this, not next week, but the week after that, we are getting into flex mode. Yeah. I, I've already heard that apparently the Browns and Titans game in two weeks might get flexed on Sunday night football. So, again, we are getting the flex mode for Sunday night football games. We might start seeing a lot better games going towards um, the end of the season. So we have to worry about no clunkers like the Patriots and Jets or the Cowboys and the Eagles. Nobody want to see that crap. Um, so, hey, I, I will also say this as well, just to, just to, cap, just to cap off with uh, Derek Carr. Just, again, just watching him throw 
watching him make some of the throws that he made on Sunday night, I was like, who the hell is this? Man. This ain't the Derek Carr I'm used to watching. Like this, I literally had to text all my Raider friends, like, look, man, this this was probably the best quarterback performance I've ever seen for Derek Carr in a long ass time. Oh yeah, I mean, he went back to uh, there were Fresno State ago. probably. He probably went back to Fresno State. Nah, not that far. There were a couple <laughs> of years ago where he was actually doing his thing with the Raiders and people were starting to talk about him. And I think he went back to that form last night. And it looks like he's done that the two times they played the Chiefs this year. Again, if he can find that, bottle it up, and do it against the rest of the league, I'll really be like He's a top five quarterback. He's a top five quarterback. Oh man. If he can do that, he's a top five quarterback, period. Oh man. Yeah, so. it, it'll be scary. If he if he can do that the rest of the time, Together with J- Brandon Jacobs in the backfield, man, this could be a scary team moving forward. I agree. I agree. You mean Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs. My you bad. Good, my you bad. good. You good. I was thinking too, like Brandon Jacobs playing. Nah, nah, Brandon Jacobs. Josh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. You good. All right. Finish it off with Monday Night Football: Rams versus Buccaneers. This was a hell of a game. Appreciate you guys, uh, Jared Goff and Tom Brady, for putting on a nice little performance. More from Jared Goff than Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But with that being said. This was a very, 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 very big win for the Rams. They needed this win more than the Buccaneers to stay at pace in the, in the NFC West because yep. of just how congested that division is, and I'll bring that up right quick. And with the Buccaneers, it is a tough loss. I understand that, but you already got past the Saints. You know, you already played twice against the Saints already. For the Buccaneers, it, for me, what it looks like, the same way you talked about with the Chiefs, I feel like they're trying to get into playoff mode. They're trying to incorporate Antonio Brown a little bit more. They're mm-hmm. trying to get all these pieces going going into the playoffs so they can be ready. I Again, with all that veteran leadership, let's be real. They're not worried about the regular season. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. Um, I think that this the next week is a big game. Uh, they play the Chiefs coming up on Sunday. Big game for them just to kind of really say, like, are we in playoff form? Are we ready to compete against some of these top teams? Because if you look at the rest of their schedule, they got a bye week after that. They got the Vikings, which is like, yeah, we, we just saw what the Vikings have done. They lost the Cowboys. Then they got the Falcons, the Lions, the Falcons. And Falcons, yeah. Like, they, they, they should mean, take care of business. They should take care of business. I think the Chiefs, are, it's like their last game that you were really like, man, this is a top team. What are y'all mm-hmm. going to do, Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. Um once you get past that, y'all expected to win those games. So let's just move past it. So for the Bucks, I think that um, this was a big game, but not in the sense of if you lose it, you take much from it. So whatever. Um, the Rams, this was big, like you said. Um, keeps them first in the NFC West or moves them to first in the NFC West. Mm-hmm. Uh, you needed this because it, I think all three teams from the NFC West will make the playoffs, but you don't want to be that third team. I just don't think you want to be that third team. And I'm looking at the Rams schedule at the moment. Week 12, you have the 49ers, 13. You have the Cardinals, 14. Patriots, 15. Jets, 16. Seahawks, 17. The Cardinals to finish off the season. And that could be for the division as well. Yep. Again, depending on how everything pans out, uh, you have two teams right now at the moment. NFC West with 7-3. The Cardinals are 6-4. and four. So it's going to be real interesting. All of these, all of these uh, teams, uh, divisions, it, it really could go down to the last week. And to wrap up 
Um, I'm sorry, to wrap up week 11, we're going to go right into week 12 right quick to talk about some of these Turkey Bowl matchups. We're just going to talk about these three games that are happening on Thursday. And then, of course, we'll be back again next next Tuesday to talk about the rest of week 12. So with that being said, we're going to start off with the Texans and the Lions. Um we're not gonna give we're not gonna give picks yet. We're gonna we're gonna save that for our Facebook page on Thursday when we actually uh, make our picks. But um, pre let's preview this game just a little bit. First things first for me: the Lions and the Cowboys NFL. Please stop putting these bums on th- on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think it's I'm time tired to move of past. it. I think I'm it, tired of it. Please, I know it's a tradition thing. I know it is, but I'm tired of it. I think it's time to move past that. It's time to get past them. Like Jesus um, Christ, I, I am tired of watching them as well every Thanksgiving. Uh, they're just not good for the NFL anymore. As far as Thanksgiving games to watch, nah. Get like I, I, I don't want to look at the ugly ass Detroit Lions uniforms. They love wearing these throwback uniforms. They, it's it's trash. The the Lions are trash. The the cowgirls. I the only good thing about the cowgirls, honestly, are their throwback uniforms. I do like looking at the, the the those navy blue, you know, with the white with the star on the on the shoulder pad. I don't mind those uniforms, but at least the last time the Cowboys made it exciting was when Romo was playing and and was losing the damn Turkey Bowl matchups. But it seemed I like do. from the last time the Cowboys were even a staple on Thanksgiving was when John Madden was was talking about turduckins and whatnot. I'm just happy we don't have the the Bears playing like the Lions or something on Thanksgiving. Oh, Lord, that, yeah. that would have just been horrible. Yeah, but at least we can watch a little bit of the Michael Jordan uh, football playing on on a Turkey Day. So Washington football team versus the Cowboys, and let's be real, this is pretty much Cowboys versus Indians because that's pretty much what NFL made this made this yep. out to be. Yep. If you want on Thanksgiving, you know, hey, shout out to that. Um, pretty much. So I think this game could be a tie. I'm gonna say it right now, this game could probably lead into a tie. I'm gonna leave it at that. And I'm, you know what? I, I wasn't. I didn't want to predict this game, but I'm gonna predict as insane. It's probably gonna end in a tie, and it's gonna make so many more people mad. And I just want. I would want to see the chaos. Honestly, more. Than I just want to see the chaos. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm All right, for the page. No problem, no problem. And we'll end up, and we'll end with the last uh, game for Turkey Bowl, the Ravens versus the Steelers, and it's a must win for the Ravens. It it's a must is, win. it is. But if you haven't heard, J.K. Dobbin and Mark Ingram have uh, has come down with COVID nineteen and are not available for mm. this game. So. Where a running football team like the Ravens, and you only have one running back on your roster, who I'm talking about, Lamar Jackson. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, but seriously, you take out both of your running backs, and now you only have Lamar Jackson to pretty much do everything. It's going to be a long night for Lamar Jackson on Thursday. And and couple that with it being a must-win game. Yeah. Man, I, I want to see what's going to happen here because um, – yeah, you got Des Bryant getting his first catch in years. In three years, three years. Uh, mm-hmm. This past week. So um, are they able to get the receivers more into it? Are they going to rely on the tight ends? Uh, we don't have to wait and see. But this is a big game to watch because if the Ravens lose this game, they could potentially not make the playoffs. This is very true. The AFC is very, is very tough this year. And 
The Ravens could be on the outside looking in. And speaking of playoffs, we're going to go straight into the AFC playoff standings at the moment. Number one, the Steelers. Number two, the Chiefs. Three, the Bills. Four, the Colts. Five, the Titans. Six, the Browns. And seven, the Raiders. The Raiders. Um, yeah, this is looking crazy because, you know, just on the outside looking in, you got the Dolphins and you got the Ravens. Like I said, just a couple of minutes ago, the Ravens need to win that game to stay in this race. Um, the Dolphins, are they going to be able to push the Bills for number three? Uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. And if the Raiders stay consistent, um, you could be looking at this is what the playoffs look like. They could. They could. Well, we, we heard last week where Brett thought the playoffs – <laughs> if it, if it was the standings were last week, you know. But yeah. Anyways, love you, Brett. Love you. I hope you're checking out the show. All right, NFC playoff standings: number one, the Saints; number two, the Rams; number three, the Packers; number four, the Eagles; five, the Seahawks; six, the Buccaneers; and seven, the Pan. Uh, I'm sorry, the Cardinals. And as Ish said, they have those three teams at the moment that are in the NFC West that are in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, most definitely. I think one of the things to be on the lookout, uh, you got the Bears lurking there, even though they're imposters. You got the mm. Bears lurking there at five and five. Um, like we were just saying for the Bucks, if the Bucks lose this game against the Chiefs, bruh, it could get a little scary. Tom Brady keep throwing these picks and everything. Um, you expect them to win the rest of the games after the Chiefs. But they got the Vikings to play who are playing to get um, into the playoffs as well at four and six. That may not just be a walk in the park. The Bucks are sitting at a real hard spot right now. Because at, at the moment, if they were to play Aaron Rodgers in the number three seed, the Packers, that's a nice little first round matchup. That's a very nice first round matchup. And then you still got the Cardinals and the Rams playing each other twice mm-hmm. before the season is over. Mm-hmm. So definitely expect the NFC whole playoff picture to change um but it's looking it's looking good right now i'm liking some of the matchups i'm seeing and i'm hoping i'm hoping that the buccaneers do what they're supposed to do and make these playoffs um i don't want the bears to find a way to get in there yeah we can't we can't have uh nick Foles and trubisky uh as the headliner from no. quarterback no Please, we can't no. do that we can't do that all righty then and of course thursday is thanksgiving so you want to give a quick shout out and happy thanksgiving to everybody that is checking out the show and we just want to thank you guys for checking out these episodes uh from the beginning to where we are now week 12 we'll see you guys next week i'm sorry is it week 11 my bad i keep messing up week 11 my bad (laughs) my bad we want to thank everybody for checking out again to week 11 we'll see you guys next week for week 12 recap yes we will of course this is the sports plug with xavier williams and ishmael See you guys next week. See ya.